I want to welcome everybody back to another episode of the Down to Business podcast here with Tamar Turner. And we be pushing through the new year now. I feel like January is going to be moving. And for me, every year, February always just goes by fast. I think it's just because it's Black History Month. It's, it's our time, you know, to, to shine and reflect. And of course, they don't want us to be great. They don't want us to have that. But nonetheless, I am very excited to be sitting down with this gentleman today. A big shout out to my cousin, DJ, who actually plugged me in with him. I'm in an additional episode, an additional business that we'll get into hopefully sometime in the future. But I'm sitting down today with Bernard of Work Nard. So how you doing today, bro? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. How are you? Oh, of course. I'm pretty good. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for, you know, being a part of the opportunity, being a part of the vision. So can you just tell us a little bit about what brings you on the podcast today, a little bit about your business as well? Yes. Um, so DJ is actually my cousin as well. Not blood related, but we have, we grew up in the same church. We grew up in the same neighborhood, Mount Airy. And we've just always been connected from the womb. So we're just cousins by loyalty, I would say, <laughs> a little bit. But just a little bit about my company, WorkNard. So WorkNard is a fitness, motivation, personal development, and youth mentoring brand that I started in 2019. And the mission is to develop the mind of a champion and develop your overall well-being, whether it's in physically, mentally, financially, personally, or professionally, helping the person transition from that fixed mindset to a growth mindset and understanding that it takes day-by-day actions and consistency to where you want to get in life. Oh, so originally I was talking as if we, I was just interviewing a fellow, you know, a fellow Philadelphian, a fellow, we got family on the Down the Business podcast today. So now I definitely do um, love to hear that. Definitely do love to hear the connection, the bond you guys shared. And that's a great dude all around. So DJ, definitely always appreciate you for tapping in, for showing love, following up with me on the episodes and even connecting us here today. So I love to hear that. So now just in hearing that, why you got everything started with Work Nard and, and really what you aim to do and your, your mission, where did that motivation come from? Like, do you kind of, did you have any backgrounds kind of in fitness or growing up or did you kind of, do you just aim to inspire and to motivate people? Is that why you wanted to get this started this particular way? Thank you for that question. Actually, growing up, I, I was a big gym guru, gym rat, and I also played a lot of sports growing up. So that aspect of my life was just always prevalent and always um, in tune with just my life in general from playing basketball, football boxing, soccer, the whole nine. So that just stuck with me all the way through. But when I got to Morehouse, I actually graduated from Morehouse in 2020 spring. I went a bachelor's degree in business management. And when I started WorkNard, it was really the focus point was for the students in the AUC um, because a lot of the gyms that we had in our facilities that we had um, on campus wasn't the best for people to work out. And actually in the community, the West End community, Planet Fitness actually got developed. So I took advantage of that. And I was just working out on my own and just posting my results here and there on my Instagram. And people really started to be more engaged. And, you know, you know when you go into the gym, let me know when you go into the gym, take me with you. So it really just started off with just taking like a couple people with me, um, going through the workout routine with them. And I started to see the benefits and a lot of people started to latch on to, you know, my fitness journey. So WorkNard really started off as a fitness journey in the beginning. Um, that's where it really originated from. But over time, I just always was the type of person and the type of person just to be the leader and motivate and, you know, define my life in my own terms and, you know, just cut myself from a different type of cloth and separate myself from other people. So for that, it was just all about, you know, how can I actually uplift and inspire the next person? And I think that and fitness, you know, goes hand in hand from just the mental stability that you get from working out and the physical stability that you get from working out and how more comfortable you are within yourself 
from knowing that you just went through this hard workout and to receive the maximum results um, in yourself over time was something that really benefited fitted me, not only from seeing the results of myself, but seeing the results of my clients that I was able to work with over the time as well. So where I see WorkNAR going and heading, I'm actually creating a nonprofit under under WorkNAR right now as we speak. Um, some more information for that to come, you know, um, summer 21. But I also just want to just continue to just use this platform to encourage and motivate and develop, you know, the youth. Um, that's really my target point. You know, of course, my age group and older is a target point as well. But I feel like where we are in life now, we're transitioning to these next 21st century leaders. Our parents and our grandparents are moving out of these hierarchy leadership positions and we're moving in. And the youth are looking at us in terms of what's the next, what's the blueprint, what's the platform of life. And if we can start engage our focus on the youth now, it will not only make the world a better place in the future, but it will also make a better place for us as leaders. Whoa, it's, <laughs> I'm speechless. It's amazing really to hear three things in that response. It's amazing to hear one, that we share the same sentiments a lot and when it comes to defining life on your own terms, but also, you know, coming into your true purpose, whether that come through the form of encouragement, whether that come through the form of a workout journey, whether that come through the form of motivation through that same workout journey. And, you know, really just wanting to, to impact people, to leave that legacy, to leave something to be remembered, but to also, you know, go on and really just have that, have that, that role in someone's life and really just kind of, you know, even help them, even assist them, be able to do the same, define life on their own terms, come into their true purpose and really, you know, just live life. And then, you know, even going to spread that message, even going to pass that legacy down and, and really just a cycle. It's amazing to hear too, that, you know, you want to work with the youth as somebody who also kind of wants to establish their own nonprofit soon to come with education and really wanting to look at the public school system and really wanting to give funding to not only the students and the teachers, but also just help out different families through different avenues, whether it come through, you know, the educational resources, the the funding, the, the lunches, the uniforms, everything, the whole nine. So it's amazing to hear that. And then it's amazing to hear too, how you originally started with, you know, the AUC, because that's a question that I had too about your clientele, but you're originally telling me that, you know, it was built towards those students in that AUC area, but how now you really want to, you know, think about these 21st century leaders, think about these up and coming people. So it kind of leads me to my next question as well too. What was it like really making that transition from how you started with working out with people, you know, of your own age, of your own caliber, even in your own kind of um, network, and then, you know, wanting to transition to that to now go on to help the youth and really want to impact these generations below us? Man, that what really what really navigated me into transitioning from the market that I was to the youth is the beginning point. Like I, I wasn't I was training people for free. And then it went to five dollars and now it's ten dollars. Now I have a whole platform, you know, one one session ten dollars, five sessions twenty-five, ten sessions fifty to hold off a hundred. But when I went back into my community, it was nobody, it was, it wasn't a lot of people really focusing on the youth. And, you know, both of us coming from Philadelphia, you know, our youth are seeing, you know, people drug dealing, people killing each other and people rapping. And it's no like real motivation factor besides like, you know, Will Smith or, you know, like Kevin Hart or these other big moguls that come out of the city of Philadelphia, but where our generation and where the kids are seeing right now in the space and where Philadelphia is at, there's no true real leader that's really taking that stance and really trying to make an effort to make that change from my point of view. So I just wanted to be that voice and that that leader for the youth to come. Just from you know parents working out with me and they them wanting me to work with their kids and like I said, WorkNard is bigger than just a fitness brand. You know, I focus more on helping people reach their goals and help people shift from that fixed to a growth mindset. And that's where it really starts with even in fitness journey, even in as an entrepreneur, 
and it all starts with your mindset. And I feel like a lot of these kids now have that fixed mindset, of course, because they're young, but also because they don't have that person in their corner or in their ear telling them, look, this is the way that you should be going in life. This is the direction in life. This is These are the resources that you can go and obtain in life and go learn for yourself to actually go and define life in your own terms. And a lot of kids and a lot of people now don't have those people in their corners or in their back pocket or even in their ear telling them like, look, there's a way out. There's something that you can do. You can do something with your life. If you don't want to go to college, okay, cool. But you can go learn this information. You can go pick up a trade. You can learn these skills to go start your own business. You can you can do whatever you want as long as you actually put your mind first and put your mind to it. And it really starts to your, um, your mindset first. So I target all different you know, markets, but why I really want to just go to the youth is because, like I said, we're the next generation of leaders and they're going to be looking at us in terms of what's next and what's the platform and even where the world is going now. Like, you know, we have to step up in some type of way. Amazing. Amazing to hear. And I know it's going to be even amazing just to just to watch the journey now. Definitely going to start tapping in with you more. Definitely even going to try to, you know, I, I really want to vow to, book, to help to become a part of it. I'm not in Philadelphia anymore, but definitely do still have a lot of ties to it. And just my family still being there and just visiting back and forth and everything like that. So definitely want to tap in with you offline and really, you know, just be able to help out, just be able to offer my hand, my, my knowledge, anything that I can do to definitely help. And I really think that it's going to be amazing, really, just to see what the youth can do. And I really think that it's even more amazing just to hear that you know you extend this this business what you do beyond just working out beyond just a fitness journey like you said you you not only you tackle mindset you not only address that as well but you think about goals and it, and it really also makes me think about too so with with what you want to do with really wanting to authenticate people really wanting them to become their their best true self how is it taking you know that personable approach with everybody because obviously um no two clients are the same you know just in with their goals and what they want to do with life and the missions that they have and even their upbringing past experiences different things like that. So what is it like for you? What is it like for, you know, working with other people, but, you know, still having to take that personalized approach to ensure everybody's goals are really being met? Uh, well, the, the first thing that I do is a consultation. You know, I see what people's goals are when they beginning coming in, working with me and how we, how each other in a partnership can help each other reach our goals. You know, I let them know my goals in life and I receive their goals and we set out a blueprint in terms of how we can reach our goals, you know, create smart goals. And, and what time can we reach these goals? And if you don't hit these goals, how can we keep each other accountable to actually either pivot and figure out why didn't we hit these goals in this time set? What happened? Get to the root cause of that and then go back and then actually go and achieve those goals. But just kind of give an example, like when COVID-19 happened and the whole fitness industry you know, took a hold and even with the world, I had to, I had to maneuver and I had to adjust. So I started doing like virtual training sessions and stuff like that. But then I started doing challenges and shout out to a good friend of mine, Alex, who actually lives in Atlanta. Um, she actually gave me the idea of starting these fitness challenges and having these monthly challenges for my clientele and for people to actually come in um, and actually start working, working out from home. And how I go about like setting my goals and how I took that approach to my clients is I give my years a theme. And then within that theme, I give the quarters a theme. Then I give the months a theme. Then I give the weeks a theme, then going down and tying it back into the brand mantra of day by day. We focus on each single day in that week of, okay, this is what we're going to be focused on in terms of the theme of this month, in terms of the theme of this quarter of the year. So to give you a kind of example of what I mean by that, taking it back into 2020. Uh, 2020 for WorkNard and myself was dedicated to the dream within the quarters of the best. So quarter one being bettering, quarter two being edifying, quarter three being serving quarter four being togetherness. 
And within the months, January, I was bettering myself. So starting a new year, focusing on how can I be the best version of myself to actually go and speak my truth and practice what I preach and so other people can actually buy into what I'm saying and what I'm actually trying to present to the world. Then February was better in my business. So what kind of initiatives can I take? Where do I really want to see WorkNard and the other businesses, real estate that I'm in right now and you know, going into the nonprofit? How can I actually focus on these goals that I have for this and set it out throughout the trajectory of 2020 without even knowing that COVID-19 was going to happen? And then March was better in my finances. Okay, I need to budget a little bit more. So I understand these are the goals that I want for myself, for my business, you know, finishing out school. Okay, so how does my finances back up my plan that I'm trying to do? You know, so then we go into edifying quarter two, which was edifying my family. So, you know, when COVID-19 happened, I wasn't able to see my family. I was in Atlanta still, my family in Baltimore and Philly all over. So we weren't able to have that close contact. So making sure that I was having like weekly Zoom calls or just calling to check in and hear people's voices and stuff like that within my family, then edifying my friends. So really surrounding myself. And I feel like COVID-19 really helped people become more self-aware of themselves, but also self-aware of their surroundings from actually taking a step outside of the world and seeing things for what it is. So when I say edifying my friends, I'm saying, okay, who are these people in my life right now that are actually adding value? and actually having meaningful relationships with, and we're actually creating meaningful work. And the discussions that we're having are actually helping me grow. And it was some people that I had to leave in 2020, and there's some people that I added, and there's something that I'm, some people that I'm continuing to grow with, but just taking that approach in terms of edifying those people in my life and edifying myself to actually manifest the, the, the right people that are supposed to be around me. Because like they say, you know, if you, you, you're with five broke people, you're going to be the six. But if you're with by smart people, you're going to be the sixth person. So being surrounded about and reading that room. Um, and then the next was edifying my community and things like that. So I was able to come back home. And then after, you know, going into quarter three was serving. So I was able to, you know, do daily, do a cookout for some of my friends and family when I got home for my birthday. Like a bir- my birthdays is a big thing. So I feel like big party and everything like that. It wasn't as big as it usually is, but to create that space for people to come down and just wind down and forget about what's going on in the world and just have fun and be around good people, a great atmosphere, good music, good food, you know, of course, drinks, but just being able to be around great people and a great atmosphere was something that I wanted to create. I was also able and blessed to provide a college student. Her name is Salamata Da, who is actually from the West Indies of Africa, and she currently turns, um, attends, excuse me, Drexel University in a engineering track, computer science. And I actually was able to give a $1,000 scholarship to her. So I had a champion grant that I um, promoted last year, and it was for current college students and some high school students that, you know, were furthering their education or entrepreneurs. And I wanted to be a blessing to their life. So I I offered a $1,000 scholarship. There was a a plethora of people that applied for the scholarship, but she was the one that stood out. So she was able and granted the award on behalf of WorkNard. Then I was also able to go out into the community um, back in December. We were able to do a donation drive, December drive, and you know, give food and give clothes and money to the Sunday Breakfast Mission, a homeless shelter back in Philadelphia. Then I also had some merchandise. I sell some merchandise as well. And uh, one of the merchandise was the breast cancer awareness. So 27.5% of the proceeds went to, went to Sisters Network, Inc., a Black-owned breast cancer awareness organization. So that was all in quarter three. And then quarter four was about togetherness. So learning about okay, all the things that I went through in the, the last three quarters and the, all of the year that I went, how can I bring everything together to simplify it 
and then move into the next year, 2021. And I do that with all my different themes. So for instance, like the last challenge that we just had, which was the November No Challenge, we focused on this mental of alliance mental, so leveling out risk, initiating tasks, optimizing opportunities, never settling, and then surveying the playing field. And that was the focus that we came in. And then through the consultations of what the clients and the people that signed up for the challenge told me in the Google Doc, that's how I transitioned and was able to create the program and the challenge that was able to not only help the people in the challenge, but also help them think about their goals and whatever they wanted to attain through the challenge in the five weeks that we were working with each other. And it was a lot of people that stayed consistent throughout the challenge. And you can see the people that stayed consistent throughout the challenge, but it all comes to mindset. Of course, everybody has their old things going on in life and, you know, this happens and that happens, but, you know, there's other things that you're doing in life as well that's not going to be beneficial for you. So how about you take away that and implement what can benefit you as well? So those are the type of approaches that I take when going with my clients and even myself when it comes to goal setting and attaining what we like, want in life. I don't think I've ever even taken the approach of really breaking down the year like that. You know, first and foremost, just to theme it. And then too, like you said, to break it up into quarters. I think that that's something that's very interesting and and not and obviously can work from many standpoints, many standpoints, meaning you could really use that in all aspects of life for everybody out there just listening, for everybody out there who, you know, may just need um, some extra motivation. You know how sometimes we go into the, the new years with resolutions, with just different goals, with just different things we want to knock out, even having a mantra to do that. So that's something that I, I wrote down even as you were talking. I think that that's something that, especially with it being so fresh in the year now, something that I can do, you know, just moving forward, whether it be just looking at it from the podcast aspect, whether it just be looking at it from a financial aspect, a mental aspect, a spiritual aspect. So I really think that's important. So something that you spoke about earlier in the interview too was being, was kind of starting this in 2019. So now kind of coming into 2021, being being a year in business officially, congratulations on that. But what is what has it really been like? What have been some memorable experiences for you? What is something that has really kept you going with WorkNard and really wanting to keep you, you know, excelling just to be able to continue just to have these impacts, to give away these scholarships, to impact the youth, to really just, um, you know, in all assets and all facets of life, really just continue to elevate with WorkNard and really just not stop here. And as the years to come, only just elevate your impact and um, elevate your clientele that you're targeting. Thank you for that. Honestly, what, what keeps me going is knowing that it's bigger than myself. Uh, my purpose, what I do it for is always bigger than myself. Like I tell everybody, my family, my friends, like I don't do this stuff for money. Like I told you about my prices, like $10 for one session, $25 for five sessions, $50 for 10 sessions, or even a hundred for the whole month. Like you look at other fitness trainers, they're, they're charging you $50 for one session, or maybe even two, $250 for the whole month. Like for me, I don't really care about the money because if you focus, and that's the whole thing, I'll, I'll touch on a little bit about that after this, but when you focus more about the bottom line, which is in any type of setting, whether it's your customers or even your employees, those are your main people. Those are the people that you want to make sure that you're actually benefiting and impacting the most because if you have great employee engagement and you have a great retention of repeat customers and new customers coming in that are actually buying into the mission, buying into what your purpose of the company is and actually buying into the passion that you have, whatever you're putting out to the world, everything else is going to fall into place. You know, money, promotions, you know, more clientele, more inventory, like all that stuff is going to align when you focus more on the bottom line, which is either your customers or even the um, employees, but they're all coincide, which takes me into my point about like just looking at corporate America. Like I left corporate America in July of 2020. 
Um, I haven't worked for anybody else since then. I've just been full-fledged, focused on myself. I'm in grad school right now at Georgetown University, but I saw corporate America for what it was through working in my internships and even the, the last job that I had a little bit over the summer that actually took me away from that corporate America role because I saw it for what it is. Corporate America does not focus on the CSR, the corporate social responsibility. They focus more about profit over people than people over profit. And they don't focus on that impact that they make on their on their employees and their customers. Their bottom line is how can we reach our quotas every month or every quarter or every year? Not about, okay, okay, Johnny and Sarah were not really engaged in the meeting today. Why don't I find out why? Or, you know, I know I know Zach is a top performer, but he he kind of his numbers went down about like seven percent today. Why is that happening? Instead of people in corporate America looking at it like that, they go about, they start to judge you or they say like, no, why didn't you make this goal? Or they start asking, you know, they don't want to get to the root cause. They just look at the symptoms. And it could be like Johnny and Zach may have lost a family member or Johnny and Zach or may have just found out that they that they have to move out of their house. It's, it's something that's bigger than just fulfilling that goal for the company. And a lot of these corporate America jobs don't really focus about that. Um, and on that, and that was for me and how I can really separate myself as an entrepreneur and even uh, work hard as a business is really focusing on the bottom line, which is my clients and how I impact them, but also how I can impact the community. Because right now it's just a sole proprietorship. Like I have key partners and everything like that, but I've been doing this on my own and it's been hard. Like I've had nights when I, I didn't, I didn't make any, any, any money for the month, but it's been times when I made uh, uh, money all four weeks, but I, but the bottom line is the people that I work with have been impacted. Anybody that's worked with me has left either if it's, if it's been one session or a full month or or even a whole year. Shout out to my man, Dominique Marsh, who's been working with me for the last two, 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 two years so far. And you can go on the page and see his progression from 2019 from last year and just how he was able to shift his mindset and motivate me and help me motivate him to actually reach his potential goals beyond the physical aspect, but for him to go out and become the best financer that he can be and everything in the bottom line for me. So that was really what it was about in terms of just that impact that I can make for other people and that is bigger than myself and separating myself from this profit over people and turning it around to people over profit. I love that. And even in, in hearing what you said about the first thing I thought about from what you said like earlier, I was was Georgetown. So somebody that who I want to connect you with after we finish with this interview is my LB, my boy Jalen, who actually is in grad school at Georgetown right now as well. He's studying. He's on he's on the sports track as well. He more so wants to work when it comes to like he likes a lot with marketing and wants to work to be like a sports agent and has that same mindset as you really wanting to steer away from that corporate, that nine to five mindset and really just get his own things going with a nonprofit and some organization. So I think y'all would be too people who would really work well and mesh well together. So I'm going to definitely make sure I get that contact over to you after this. So just thinking about you, just thinking about work NAR, just thinking about here we are almost through January now. What are some, and, and even thinking about just the the mantra, the mindset that you have about wanting to theme your years and kind of going into each year with, with particular goals and a mindset in mind. What is something this year that you're looking to do with work NAR that you have not done before, whether it be some implement new, you know, programs or just implement new different things in the community, maybe take on different clients, work on different sponsorships? What is something that WorkNard is really a goal that by the end of the year, you want to say that you knocked out of the park? Well, I have some new merchandise coming out um, next month. Um, I've been really just selling like hats and um, shirts and stuff like that, but I have some hoodies and some long sleeves coming out. So kind of giving a different, different approach in terms of my merchandise marketing wise. 
But one of the big goals that I have for WorkNard is the nonprofit that I was talking about earlier in the podcast. So the nonprofit that I'll be starting is called Phil EDA Inc. I'm not really going to talk too much about it because it's under NDA right now, but really fulfilling that goal and really getting everything set in stone to come into 2022, the projected date of the launch of Philly EDA strong. So building, this is my first time actually with a, um, you know, with having a nonprofit, you got to have your board of directors and executive board and management team and everything like that. So this is my first time as a entrepreneur and now a CEO working with a big group of people. So now going back to the CSR, my, my bottom line was before my clients in the community, now I have three. Now I have an additional bottom line. I have clients. Now I have my team that's working with me for Philly EDA. And now I have my community as well. So being able to become a better effective leader and actually being able to use all the business philosophy and business principles and things that I've learned over time as being a sole entrepreneur and a leader myself and being able to coach and learn from other people on my team and actually run a organization is something that I'm looking forward to, not only in myself, but also helping me grow the sustainability of WorkNart. That's something I'm really excited about for this year. So everybody stay tuned for Philly EDA. Right. I heard it here. Some things to look out for, some things to be, you know, just wary of as we as we progress through this year. It's just crazy just to think about 2020, just everything from the pandemic. I really feel like the pandemic, you know, swallowed that whole year. And just to really say that we were dealing with it for basically a year now, even some may argue just depending on when it kind of first got released and was known about and everything like that. But it's just really amazing still just to see progress, still just to see people who are driven, still just to see people who are motivated. And so that kind of just leads me to to want to ask you just a little bit about that. So what do you say? now to people who entrepreneurs like yourself, people, you know, looking to always further progress their company kind of or their business or just what they do, just their impact, just that motivation that they want to have to others out there. What do you say to those people kind of now coming out of this pandemic, kind of almost looking fresh a little bit as we embrace a new year, just that mindset. And, and the reason why I ask you that specifically is just because something that interests me about you that I really do like and want to congratulate you on is just no longer, you know, being on that nine to five track, really just solely being focused on you, work hard and what you do. So I think that that's something that's important, but can be a path that can come, you know, with a lot of trials and tribulations with sometimes, you know, just not having that same stability at times as a nine to five or just, you know, having to just having to adapt. That's just something that when you're so used to kind of being ingrained in that model of a nine to five or just having to work for corporate is something that when you make that switch, you know, can be kind of, it can be kind of degrading at times or it can kind of just make you kind of want to go back. So what is something that you kind of say to people, you know, to keep them going, to really keep them honed in on the life of being an entrepreneur and really still wanting to focus everything on what they have going on? Uh, well, the first and foremost, you got to understand what your purpose is and what you're doing it for. That's the first and foremost thing. You just can't go out here and be, say, oh, I want to be an entrepreneur or I want to start my own business. It's, the real question is why? What is that value proposition? What are some? What are these other businesses or other organizations or other apps or whatever industry you want to get into? What are these things doing that are, they are lacking and that you're going to come in and fill that void about? Um, and that's really what it comes down to is really what your purpose is. And then through that, okay, you found out what the value proposition is. You actually, you, f- you found out where you're going to be a disruptor at in this industry, but now it's about what steps you're going to take to that. And a lot of things that comes with entrepreneurship that a lot of people don't understand is that you're going to be in this by yourself for a while. Like I said, I've been doing this for about two years now. Like I, I've always had an entrepreneurial mindset, but actually being an entrepreneur Starting in 2019, coming into 2021, I've been doing this for about two years. So 
I've been doing this by myself. Like I've had other people and connections like helping me out with the marketing and helping me out with coming up with ideas and using my platform and my network that I have. But regardless of that, you're really going to be doing this by yourself. So it's like, how committed are you going to be to yourself before you can be committed to other people and helping other people buy into your purpose? You have to buy into yourself and you actually, as a sole person, has to buy into the vision and the passion that you have within your idea that you want to have coming in as an entrepreneur. And, you know, Nipsey Hussle, rest in peace to him, he said it great in one of his interviews. He said, quote, and I I might have it a little messed up, but he said, I I don't have this, I don't want to have this ultimate poise like I have it figured out. Like the only difference between me and whoever else is doing this is that he didn't, that I don't quit. And that's the biggest thing as an entrepreneur is that you can't quit. You can't quit. Like, because that day that you quit is when other people see that you quit, then they're going to quit on you as well. So you just got to keep taking it day by day. And, you know, the best part about being an entrepreneur is that you're risk taking and you can't figure out what pivots that you have to take within your business and within yourself if you don't take that risk and actually jump out and do that. Not saying that a nine to five isn't cool, but you it's bigger life, it's bigger things in life than a nine to five. And like I said, I've, I've worked on a father, worked corporate America, but I saw it for what it was. And I figured I found the value proposition that I can come in and that work nar can come in to fill that void of what corporate America portrays and what it actually is. And I want to have an, and I have an authentic brand and company that actually separates itself from corporate America life and actually shows the person that you can create and be whatever you want to be in life authentically. And through that, like, you know, just not quitting, understanding your purpose in life, knowing that it's going to be by yourself and having that resilience and that perseverance. Like, you know, you might have to create <laughs> uh, flyers by yourself. You might have to just put your face on the camera and show off your own merchandise and everything like that, because until you can actually buy it in yourself, people are not going to buy it in for you. So those would be the three things I would say is understand what you're doing it for and why you're doing it, the steps that you're going to take to fulfill it, and don't quit. Um, because if you don't quit, everything else is going to follow place because if you have a strong faith and you have a strong support system, you know, in due time, things are going to start to evolve. And, you know, I'm starting to see the following of WorkNard continue to progress and more people are starting to hear about WorkNard and see WorkNard. And I'm looking at the insights and they're, you know, moving up a little bit like that. And more people are starting to join the challenges and I'm starting to impact a little bit more people. And that's more beneficial to me. And uh, and I'm, I'm finding joy of just knowing that not quitting, understanding what my purpose is in life and what I'm doing it for is actually benefiting the sole purpose and the sole mission of what I'm doing it for. So that's what I would say. That's it right there. That's the one. That's that's really, you know, I feel like you encompassed a lot into that, but it all boils down to, you know, that same principle, the same understanding. I think that that's, if y'all didn't hear the passion, if y'all didn't hear, you know, just the, he lit a fire under me, really just in thinking about the the business ventures that I have currently going on and just what I want to do in the future. Just And something that really stood out was once you quit on yourself, that's when other people quit on you. And it really just constantly plays that thought in my head about just you really never know who is watching you, who you're motivating, who is constantly tapping in, who is looking at you from afar. And, and, I, and, and really I, just, yeah, no, bad. I, want, I want to say something to that point too, because a lot of people look at quitting as a bad thing. There's a difference between quitting and then there's a difference between stepping aside. So when I when I say that is when you quit, if you just quit in the quit, that says a lot about your character. But if you see that this thing isn't aligning with your principles and philosophies, it's nothing to just step aside. So for instance, you know, 
over the summer, I left Atlanta, moved out of the apartment uh, uh, in May 30th. I was trying to figure out what am I about to do when I get back home to Philly? Like, I know I'm about to start grad school in the fall. I know I have work now. Like, do I just want to focus on that? But I'm like, it's a pandemic. Like, people aren't really going anywhere. You know, why don't I just pick up another gig? So I was working for UPS. I applied for the UPS, went in there for the package handling position, came out with a supervisor position. So I was HR supervisor for um, UPS at the airport location in Philadelphia from June 1st until the middle of July. But when I first got in there, the person that was training me said if the, if the person meets the requirements, which is 18 years up, ability to lift 45 pounds, um, has a high school degree, hire them. And at that point, all these distributions and supply chain companies had high volume. So I understood that you know you had to fill in and put all these people because we have a high demand, but they weren't retaining these people. And because of that, it was because of their hiring process. You know, of course, UPS has the people, they have the product, but their process was terrible off of that initial response that the trainee told me. If they only have, if they meet the minimum requirements, hire them because we just need people to send out the packages. But when people go in there on their first day, they get a rude awakening because the tours that we were giving them, we weren't taking them down to the hubs and to the facilities where they were going to be working with. They were looking at a TV screen, and looking at somebody talk and saying, this is what you're going to be doing. This is what ex- expected. Yeah, it's going to be hot, but they didn't feel how hot it was going to be. They didn't see how fast paced it was going to be. They didn't see what it really took to actually be a UPS deliverer or package handler for UPS. So when they got in there, they were like, oh man, I'm not doing this. This is I'm only getting paid this to do that. Like, no, I'm not doing that. So for them to tell me if they had, if they just meet these bare bare minimum requirements and the questions that we asked wasn't nothing to actually know who the person is and who we're hiring to actually know like are you actually reliable or are you just doing this for extra money are you, are you actually going to be committed or are you just doing this for money like what's your purpose of being here and some people had you know stories and that's how I, I took the approach when I was interviewing a lot of people but to see UPS for what it was. It didn't, it didn't align with my, my business philosophy or principles. So I didn't quit. I had to take a step away from that life and which opened more life for me. So when I say quit, it's the difference between quit and there's a difference between stepping back. And it all comes down to what your values are and making sure that what you're putting yourself in and the spaces that you're putting yourself in actually benefit and add value to your values, um, if that makes sense. Makes a lot of sense for sure, for sure. I, like I said, I definitely think you make some great points, and it's a difference from a big difference from that, from just knowing when to, you know, step to the side, put up things on pause, put things on hold. And we've heard that from a lot of people who have come on this podcast in previous episodes, just about how sometimes they recognize just they they still wanted the vision, they still just you know wanted to take this route, but it just wasn't the time it wasn't right or maybe just you know they needed just a little bit more education wise or they needed just a little bit more on the financial side or maybe they just needed a little bit of redirection so it's always beauty in the struggle and it's always it just makes you appreciate the process that much more so before we wrap things up here today is there anything that you feel like we haven't touched on whether it be about you yourself and just what you have going on in this upcoming year with work nar just anything past that you want to talk about that you feel like the people out there should know honestly just whatever I'm going to just leave it with this. If you can hold it in your hand, you can see it in your mind, you can do it. Uh, Whatever you put in this world, I don't know what people's religious backgrounds are, but I definitely encourage everybody to read the scripture, Habakkuk 2, 2 through 3, and Proverbs 29, verse 11. And those speak tenfold about what it means to be an entrepreneur and keeping that faith and keeping that drive and not quitting. 
and just taking it day by day and keeping that consistency in what you want to do and staying, be, be resilient, continue to work hard, and in due time, everything will fall into place. You know, as they always say, Rome wasn't built in a day. You know, it's going to take time. It's going to take hard, hard days, you know, but God doesn't put us, God doesn't give his toughest battles to his weakest soldiers. So we're all strong. We can all do it. You know, it's just about that will and that mindset to shift and know that you can do it. So, you know, all the aspiring entrepreneurs, you know, you can do it. You will be successful. I have faith in you and I wish all the best of luck. And tomorrow, just want to say thank you for having me on this podcast today. And DJ, thank you for connecting us as well. So um, that's really it on my end. Absolutely. I definitely do appreciate that, bro. And like I said, I definitely do appreciate DJ for connecting us as family now. So I definitely want to get you some connections, some contacts offline that I'm looking forward to. I definitely do want to also further emphasize your your good luck to the aspiring entrepreneurs, to all the entrepreneurs out there for people just hearing this episode and maybe just needed a little just a little pick me up, just a little bit of direction. So definitely do thank you for coming on, you know, just being transparent, just giving us your story from start to finish and just giving us the outlook on the future for you and for working hard and wishing you best of luck with the remainder of your journey in Georgetown and just with everything that you have coming. Definitely looking forward to it. Definitely do appreciate you taking the time. And to everybody out there, I do appreciate the love. I'm excited. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to keep, you probably going to hear it every episode, every single month. I'm really just ready for this new year, really just ready to hone in and tackle some things. So thank you for the continuous support. Thank you again, Bernard. This has been another episode of the Down to Business podcast here with Tamar Turner.